Hello, hello. Well, this is G.H. Edwards again, and this is G.H. Edwards on. As always, I start off with my three rules. Rule number one, keep an open mind. Please um, feel free to pause and think about what I say and just try on the idea for a little while. And then take it back off if you don't like it. No big deal. Rule number two is if and when you get offended, which probably especially during this episode, but hopefully not, um, try to figure out why you're offended, what nerve I hit, and... Think about it. Analyze it. And uh, I guess on this one, I'm going to take a little bit of a time on this and say one of the most um, great experiences I ever had was I decided one day to take, when I, I was upset about something, I don't remember what it, what it was, but I went back and I, I, why am I in a bad mood? I went back and found out what I was in a bad mood and I found the exact moment that put me in a bad mood and I realized what it was and I analyzed what is it that put me in a bad mood and and I was able to figure out what that is, and I put that a little way, like a little note in my head that says, oh, apparently I, I don't like this, or this makes me upset, or this makes me happy, whatever. So, like I said, that was one of the biggest learning experiences I ever had, was to analyze my own head. So I'd recommend that uh, everyone takes part in that and give it a try. And rule number three is, it's not just enough to hear it, you have to know it and think it, and, uh, you know, do something about it. So, um, also, I want you to know that I'm going to try to keep this under 20 minutes. I always do, because I think the uh, average commute's about 20 minutes. Um, I'm going to attempt to talk about religion, past, present, and future, in 20 minutes, which is a ridiculous goal, but I'm going to give it a try. And, um, like I said, past, past, present, and future, we'll start with the past. Um, and also, by the way, you're here, you're listening to something to expand your mind. Good on you, keep it up, you're doing a great job. And um, feel free to use that thing between your ears. Okay. So, religion in the past. Uh, I was going to start off a little bit of a personal note, which is not something I normally do. But um, here we go. I really got interested in God, um, which I guess now is connected together with religion, by um, literally when my daughter was being born. Now, I wasn't like, unfortunately, it wasn't like, oh, the daughter was born. I'm like, oh, what a miracle. No, it was quite the opposite, actually. I was in the hospital. Uh, with my wife giving birth, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I wish I was in better shape right now. Like, I should have worked out for this, and I should have, you know, prepared better. I just felt like it was this ancient ancestry instinct thing that came out. I was like, that just blew my mind. And, of course, I saw my wife nesting and, you know, cleaning up the house and stuff like that. And I found it very interesting. So I really got into the idea of God and and what it means and how it's connected the whole world and my life currently, you know. So... Let's go ahead and uh, go backwards a few um, 150,000 years or so and talk about religion. So scholars have gone back and, and dug up ancient burial sites from cavemen. I'm talking like hitting rocks together, cavemen, you know. And they found trinkets inside of burial sites, and uh, which leads them to believe that religion has almost always been around. Or at least spirituality or belief in a higher power has always kind of been around in humans you know, good, bad, or otherwise, it's always kind of been there. And I mean, I guess whenever you're a, a caveman or something like that, I can totally get why you'd be religious. I mean, you don't know anything. You know, nothing about what's going on. So it's easy to say, oh yeah, God made that giant fiery ball in the sky that keeps me warm and makes my crops grow. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me, you know. And then, of course, it go along and it gets into the uh, Egyptian side where they literally worshipped the sun. You know, it gives you warmth. It makes your plants grow. When it goes away, it makes you sad and makes things cold. And yeah, totally get it. That's um, 
that's another a whole other topic to be honest with you when we get into that kind of thing but we'll, we'll leave that one for later so let's go back to a guy named Abraham you may have heard the major religions which I'm gonna go ahead and say the major religions right now I may offend you know, the Hindus or whatever I'm gonna go ahead and just say Judaism Christianity and Islam and inside of Christianity is also Catholicism but those are the three majors I'm gonna talk about right now so they all have the same foundation they're all founded sort of by a guy named Abraham who says he heard God come down and to kill his son so he's like absolutely I'm gonna kill my son of course so he was about to, to you know put some iron in his son or whatever and kill his son off and right as he was about to do it God said ah no no JK lol don't do it you know and Abraham went and told everybody and that was the big miracle that really started the three major religions so you may you know argue and fight it and blow each other up over religion but they all have the same foundation you know spoiler alert but so they go along with that and and sooner or later the the old testament comes out um actually really before that technically the torah came out the torah is like the first five books of the old testament and um the quran came out later which is for islam and it's also basically an, an adaptation type thing of the old testament so in reality they all start off with the three same ways so everyone was a jew coming up this is going back a little bit everyone was a Jew and um, a guy named Jesus came along and I think we all pretty much know the story because if you're an American it's hard to avoid it but he came along and um, he you know after a hundred years or so people were preaching him and then eventually Constantine came down and said it's the official religion of Rome and the Jews were like what that's crazy you know but anyways so that's kind of where the first initial break came and we had I guess kind of two major religions at that point and um, then eventually goes down there and Mohammed comes along and says he hears the angel Gabriel gives him the word of God and you know, the big miracle was apparently Abraham couldn't read or write but he somehow wrote the Quran and that was a miracle in that, in that whole thing so um, funny story actually by the way most people don't realize but Islam actually considers Jesus a prophet also they consider him the Messiah they really do so once again you know, those two major religions share a massive connection with a guy named Jesus, or as they call him in Islam, um, Isa. So, a little backstory in Islam, I was had the privilege of learning all about Islam for about a year and a half from a, um, an imam, which is like a, you know, a pastor or whatever for um, Islam. So, I know a good amount about it, and I'm actually very interested in that religion. I think I find it very interesting, so... Anyways, yeah, so that's the main the main birth of the three major religions. So, we're keeping in the past, we're going to talk about um, Islam, because I, I find the journey for Islam to be a very interesting journey, because in Islam, it's, they've got a lot of strict rules. I mean, you think there's strict rules in Christianity. Islam has strict rules. I mean, those people are dedicated. So, but one of their major rules is they couldn't have any actual images of, like, faces and things like that at all. That's why if you go into like a mosque, you'll see it's all calligraphy on the walls, which is um, calligraphy writings of the Quran, which is very, very beautiful and stuff like that. And along with that, you know, since you couldn't do pictures, they got really into geometry and which eventually sprouted into math and astronomy. And and they they were technological leaders back in the day. They really were. I mean, even the numbers we use now are Arabic numbers. They That's fascinating. I, I find that to be absolutely amazing. And um, so we'll transition from the past now into the present. How come, with all the technology, Islam did not become a major force and like, let's say, England did? Well, 
um, they had such strict rules that really hampered them from going anywhere and doing anything. I mean, yeah, they, they spread a lot, and but the technology really wasn't there because they had strict rules about everything. And, and luckily for, you know, England and United States and Europe, they didn't have these strict rules because they had Christianity, which is almost like a a religion that they were able to adapt and form how they saw fit. So, that, of course, that's going to offend a little bit, but I mean, that's kind of the way it is. There's You're nowhere near as strict if you're a hardcore Christian as if you are a hardcore Muslim. And that's a fact, you know? No, one of the ways that the present is affected by this kind of thing is, is the Europeans used Christianity to justify their actions. A good example of this is something that no one ever talks about, is when the Europeans, you know, the Belgians and, you know, the French and the English, whatever, went down to Africa, they wanted to enslave the people. And, you know, I I get that, sure, they, they seem less technologically advanced and, you know, they, you'd be called savages or whatever you want to say. But they used religion to justify it. And the reason they did, without delving too deep into this, is um, everyone knows Noah and Noah's Ark and, you know, the animals two by two and whatever. Um, what people don't really realize is that after that story, you know, Noah lived to be like, you know, 500 years old or whatever. And for some reason in the Bible, it talks about that Noah was drunk and got naked and fell asleep. So I guess his son, Ham, went and covered him up with a blanket. And Noah got really mad about this or whatever and cast him down and said, oh, you're going to be a servant forever. And so when the Europeans came down to Africa, they said, oh, these people must be descendants of Ham because the other two sons of Noah, um, Shem and I can't pronounce the other guy's name, something crazy. Um, well, Sem is, is one of the sons' name, and that's why it's Semitic Jewish people are descendants of the Noah's son, Sem, and uh, the other guy went to, I don't know, Europe or whatever. But Ham apparently went down to Africa, and that's where... Um, Africans are so they, they used to call Africans Hamites which basically in other words says oh they're servants the Bible says so right here in this and this right here so they're servants so they really used Christianity to justify now would they have enslaved Africans without the Bible I almost guarantee it but they used it to justify either way anyways so you can see how religion now currently does have effects even to what goes on today Okay, so another major thing I have about how religion affects today really hits me when I on American election night. I know it's kind of strange, but it really does. So, I mean, you look at the, the map of the cities, which are almost always blue, and the country, which is almost always red. So, the big thing about religion that I feel is that people... Human beings have a need to be in control of their destiny. They really want to, they don't want to live in chaos. No one wants to live in chaos. You want to be able to feel like you have a control. So let's say you're in an agricultural society, like even back in the caveman days and the Native American days, whatever, and you needed to rain. You needed, you know, you needed to stop rain, whatever. You prayed or you did your dance or whatever you happened to do, and you felt like you had control over your environment. That gave you the feeling you know, you can say the illusion of control or the feeling of control or maybe actual control, whatever, or whatever you want to believe. I don't care. This is, in my opinion, why religion advanced as far as it did. 
And that's why I believe that in the current country, when I say country, I mean, you know, Iowa, you know, Montana, things like that, where your town, your job, your career, your life is dependent on the growth of things like animals or crops or apples or whatever, you want to have control over it. And the way you can have control over it is by praying or being a good Christian or whatever it happens to be. And I believe that's why Christianity and, and religion in general stays so popular in the country. When if you go to the city, if you go to the city and you get on a bus and you drive to your office job, do you really care if there's a drought going on? Besides, you know, the human emotion of empathy for other people and, and you know, maybe economic problems, but do you actually care if there's a drought? No, you don't. You don't care if there's a drought. In fact, you're like, oh man, I haven't got rained on in six months. This has been fantastic, you know? You don't actually care. That's why I believe that the God, the feeling of God, the even religion in general, since they're now tied together, is fading away slowly, especially in the cities, because you no longer uh, need, rely on, depend on a God to make your life. You can now have control of your own destiny by, you know, you work hard, you get a job, you start a business, whatever. You don't necessarily need God to make it rain anymore on you. And like I mentioned before in a previous podcast, the cities are generally liberal and the country is generally conservative. Now, am I saying that it's connected to religion? To me, it's, it's, it's too much of a coincidence that the country, people who live in the country are more religious and conservative. People who live in the city are much less religious and much more liberal can't be a coincidence got to be a connection in there sorry i don't really believe in coincidences that much and along with that i think about the idea of conservatives being a law and order party you know they're always the law and order party right they believe in following the rules and everyone you know in the city's a bunch of savages or whatever they want to call them it's because conservatives believe in their religion and the rules that the religion puts out whether they follow them or not or whatever you know it's a, it's a completely different discussion but I think that's where the law and order part comes in, in the conservative side. And, you know, they may potentially look at the liberals and say, you know, you guys are godless and you have no rules and you have no morals because you don't have God in your life to tell you, you know, what to do and what not to do. And, you know, you can have your own opinion on that. And that's a completely different discussion. Okay. Now let's switch over to the future. All right. So, obviously... I think that the gap between the cities and country is only going to grow wider until <laughs> humans have the ability to control weather. And I mean, if, if humans get the ability to control weather, it's done for God. God's done with, you know, I'd hate to break it to you, but it'll take a couple of generations, but there'll be no more having things out of our control. We'll be able to control everything good, bad, or otherwise, it's, it's your own opinion. But, yeah, I mean, there's gonna, there's this gap between the city and the country, and I think everyone knows that it's, it's growing. And religion is right there, you know, as a main difference between the two of them. I think I've explained a little bit why. But that's not really the main reason I want to talk about the future of religion. Because, like I said earlier, religion's been around, and the belief in a higher power God has been around 
since, you know, prehistoric times. With, you know, we've been able to almost prove that for sure. We are now f- getting into a time where we are almost kind of leaving God behind, leaving the idea of God behind. We don't, we no longer need a God. I think people feel that they no longer need a God anymore, that it's a, a, it's a relic of an old time, and I think people are moving past it. Now, I can completely see why people are terrified of this idea. I mean, we've had it forever. You know, we've we've had God with us forever. And imagine if the entire world just suddenly says, nope, there's no more God, and we move on past it. I mean, that's almost like jumping off into the abyss. Like, you don't even know what's going to go on there, you know? And I can see why it's scary, and I can see why it would upset people who are diehard religious people like conservatives. I can see why you'd be upset about it. Because I'm like, you guys are crazy. Are you crazy? You're not, You're jumping into the abyss. You don't know what's down there. You don't know how people are going to act without God controlling them and, and, and making them do this things and that things or whatever. So I think that's the future. And I'm not trying to give you an opinion on my, my opinion on whether it's good, bad, otherwise what we should do on this. I'm just pointing out the fact that this is the way it's going to go in my opinion. So, all right. I'm going to try to wrap it up there before I get myself in any more trouble. And, of course, at the end, I always try to give a recommendation for something to read or watch. And um, since religion is just an absolutely massive subject where there's tons of things to read, now I could always recommend, you know, you read the Quran or the Bible or the Torah or the Book of Mormon or the, you know, go kiss the Blarney Stone or whatever you want to do. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a curveball here. I'm going to recommend the book, The Circle, by Dave Eggers. Um, You may have seen the movie The Circle with Tom Hanks in it. I wouldn't recommend the movie. The book, of course, is better because the books are always better. Especially my book, Complex City for Sale. (laughs) But no, the book, uh, The Circle, is way better. And I think it's, um, I don't know, I think it's something religious about it that I really find very interesting and super modern and frustrating but the book is light years better than the movie i'd recommend it tom hanks you should be ashamed of yourself sir i'm just kidding but all right that's about it for today i think i pissed off enough of the world um i'm not drawing pictures of muhammad or anything so don't kill me and uh don't blow me up because i'm not you know advocating either side of it so anyways um if i live enough if i live in a couple double days i will uh, talk to you guys later all right thanks